Hello, and welcome to Leaders Ignite, a podcast for people who are interested in upgrading their leadership abilities in the workplace and in their life. I'm your host, Brent Burkhardt, and I'm here with Lead Peak Performance's Mary Burkhardt and Ed Davison-Gwen. This podcast serves as a supplemental to their online course, which is available at leadpeakperformance.com. Mary and Ed, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Today, we're discussing the disciplined leader, what that is and how to practice it. Oh, the disciplined leader. What a feat to be disciplined today when there's so much information coming at everyone at every single moment. And so, you know, to to be disciplined, to have this focus on what really, what do I really need to achieve to prioritize it? And then to keep our mind on that. Because with so, so, so much information coming in all the time, what really happens, it creates a poverty of attention. So if I'm paying, you know, if I'm paying attention to this information and that information, all this information coming in to me, then I'm trying to focus on all of it. What am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with that? And I lose priority. And then when I lose a sense of priority and I'm not disciplined to, to determine priorities, stay on the priorities, what must be done to give attention to something very specific I need to accomplish, then I get this poverty of attention. Herbert Simon wrote about this beautifully. And his actual quote was, a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. And we really think about that in so few words, it really does describe the situation we're in today. Unless we're absolutely incredibly disciplined about what do I need to achieve? What is the goal? What are the steps I'm going to take? And then take those steps. Our mind will just be everywhere. Everybody's opinions, everybody's expectations, 10,000 priorities. And then once we get distracted and we can't focus and we're not disciplined enough to be very, very focused, we get this poverty of attention and then We get behind on things. We say we're going to do things, but we don't really do them. We intend to do things, accomplish certain things, but then we don't ever get started. Or we start, and then we don't follow through. And this is where leaders can really lose it in in executing, right? Because we we decide on what we're going to do. We do all kind of analysis. We, you know, but then we have to execute. And when we get distracted execution gets behind and then we're more and more and more behind and uh, then you know sort of lost in this sea in this wealth of information it's so easy to happen leaders tell us about this all the time like well how do I prioritize and how do I get things done and you know they, they just don't understand really the step the steps of discipline and Mary we hear so often and the old saying is analysis paralysis where just more and more information can just slow things down after a while. It gets to the point where we've got the information we need and now we have to make action. But often we'll hear stories of just that need to gather more and more and more and more information until they are paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And miss the window of what even needs to be done. 
this seems like a common issue. What are some things that a company could do to help them avoid missing that window while still having as much information as possible? We deal with strategy all the time. We work with clients constantly on strategy. And they'll tell us, okay, in fact, we just had it with a client recently. You know, we're going to have, you know, 40 projects. Well, we said, well, that's going to be death by project. Wait a minute. You don't have the resources to fund 40 projects? You, you can't resource them. Because the minute you say their projects has work to do, you have to be able to resource it with people and funds and time and all of that. So it was like, okay, so what is the upper and lower limit on the number of projects for your strategy that you're going to take on immediately? And the lower limit was 8 and the upper limit was 10. And they ended up picking 10. Now that's very reasonable. That's very different than 40. So within their strategy execution, they're not going to have death by project. And then being disciplined, the leader, so that you stick with the 10. It was within your 8 to 10, lower limit, upper limit. And you don't start cramming other things in. Oh, no, the shiny new penny came in. We'll have another project. The shiny new penny came in. We'll have another project. Happens all the time in companies. And we work with them on, on uh, execution. We say, no, no, no. Absolutely not. You pick 10, you're going to start these 10, you're going to complete them, and you're going to start phasing in other projects. And now, if you're going to stop a project, because where you're going sort of outgrows that project over a month or two, fine, take it off the table, put in another one. But based on your size, the money you have, the resources you have to fund these projects, what is your upper and lower limit? And then we won't have death by project. And projects are how companies actually get better. The real work is done in projects, not initiatives. Initiatives are big umbrellas where we group projects under them. But we, companies, organizations actually get better by real work, project by project by project. So that's just one example of being disciplined. And, of course, it applies just as much at home. How, how many um, times do we hear about people at home scrolling on their phones or just gathering more and more information versus spending time with their families. I mean, this is something we hear a lot about. People at night are on their phones, looking things up, going through emails, whatever it is, social media, and their families are sitting there and all this information is leading to that poverty of attention to their families. Yeah, and look at people sitting in restaurants, right? Here are two people sitting at a table in a restaurant. This is all over the place, right? the disciplined person, the disciplined leader. They're there with their partner or you know, the person they're with, and they're both on their phones. So here's a moment to have a great conversation, to give each other attention, while in fact <laughs> each is on their phones in their own world and they're not putting any energy into creating a conversation and creating a memory together. So being disciplined wherever we are, and not to any extreme level, but just taking into account that the more information we get or the more information we're gathering, it often means that we're giving up our attention to something else. Right. And when we lose that attention and that focus, this is where organizations have, have all kinds of intentions about implementing their strategy. Right, we'll work with them. They have a beautiful strategy. And then we are saying, now be careful. 
because that strategy is just beautiful wallpaper. Because they'll say, like, we're all done. So, oh no, we're just beginning. Because the strategy makes beautiful wallpaper. It's the execution of it, the focus of it, giving it attention to have it come to life and bop and weave and be relevant every day. Otherwise, it's just it's lovely wallpaper, right, that people have worked hard to create, but then we lose the attention and the discipline to really implement that strategy. And it, it applies to so many things in life. A strategy is a big area that we deal with all the time. Well, that's the true purpose of strategy, right? So that we can focus on the things that are going to be most relevant to achieving whatever vision we're working toward. Right. And that intention has to go to actualization so that we then actually are disciplined, focused enough, give it real attention so that we actually then do something versus just think, okay, we are going to do something. First thing you know, the year's gone. You know, we've had clients talk about that, right? They'll develop a strategy, and then you'll say, how's the implementation going? Well, you know, right? Then it becomes not so clear because it's lost the focus, it's lost the attention. The fun part of the, of the vision and the mission and the winning proposition and the values and the coming out was a lot of fun, and the key strategic objectives were fun to get to the vision. Now we're going to get down to work to actually do it. And then if we lose our attention and our focus, uh, right, we've, we've, the strategy is really for naught. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to make anything better. It all comes down to that discipline. So is there a way to practice cultivating this discipline, both in ourself and then maybe in the work environment that we're in, whether we found ourselves there or if it's one that we created? Well, I think, you know, for, for all of us, right, it's, it's pretty simple. It's hard to do, but the methodology is simple. Now, whether we carry it out or not will have to do with our attention, attention and our focus, right? But we create our plan. This is my plan. I develop the plan and then I work the plan. So the first step is having a plan, writing down. It, even, I'm not even talking about for a week, but for the day coming up. This is what I plan to do. And I do that the night before or early in the morning. And then I work on that plan during the day. And of course, that only lasts for you know less than an hour, and then everything else starts to come in, starts to happen, right? But that is the roadmap. And now we're faced during the day with all the detours, this detour, that detour, because all these things come up. However, when I take a detour, then before there's another detour, I know right how to get back on plan and keep keep progressing that plan and being disciplined about it. And then another, you know, something else comes up, there's an emergency or there's something else that takes priority, there's the detour, take the detour, but I know how to get back back on the road because without the plan detour 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 to detour can lead to the next detour first thing you know the day is gone and people are going where did all the time go right and then at nighttime going through what did I plan to do what did I get done what didn't I get done and tomorrow how can I be more disciplined knowing there will be plenty of detours how, how can I become more skilled more practiced in 
you know, following the, the plan or the roadmap that I, uh, that I outlined. So planning our day, sticking to it the best we can, getting back on track when there are detours at night, seeing how we did, thinking about how we can be more disciplined the next day, and then prioritizing our day to things we really don't like to do, do them early in the morning or these bigger long-term things, get them done. And then we can sort of flow with the day on more immediate things that have to get done when other people are at work and we really, you know, then we're interacting and talking to people. Now, Ed, the core concept is the same, of course, but you were telling me that you do it a little bit differently, don't you? So everybody has their, you know, it, it has to work for each person individually how, how we do this. For me, I spend a couple hours every Sunday and I go through my entire week and I schedule out based on my calendar. I have a little um, paper calendar that I write in all my client work that I'll also write in all my exercises for that week. I'll schedule in my meals. I'll schedule in time with my wife, Lindsay, and our family time. So the whole week is scheduled out on Sunday, and then each day I'll go in and look at it, and I can tweak things if needed, but I have that, that outline, that map for each day. And um, I'll also schedule time for spontaneous things, um, maybe uh, half of the day on Saturday or maybe some evenings. I'll leave completely open for spontaneous things so it's not all so scheduled mm-hmm. and rigid. Because mm-hmm. without that, without some kind of a plan that one that you know people that we adhere to and then prioritize based on what's most relevant right then then our life and work really does become catcher's catch can and we really can lose focus and we really can not give attention to the most important things because we can only live a day at a time day by day and so i think it's always humbling very humbling to figure out what's priority for today. How can I do the right things right? And and then if I run out of time, you know, how does that fit tomorrow? You're listening to Leaders Ignite, a podcast for people interested in developing their leadership skills at work and at home. I'm your host, Brent Burkhardt. Lead Peak Performance serves your needs with strategy development, leadership growth, and personal transformation. Its services and their book, The Power of How, are available now at leadpeakperformance.com.